0: Welcome to A Mathematical Basis of Reality. Chris, I think you should tell them that Physical Truth is a book on mathematics and philosophy, and that it's a good story. There are a couple of things about the Battle of Jutland I'd like to point out. So far, I've introduced a couple of brothers to this story. The older one, who I call Ed, is suave, debonair and a fair ladies' man. The younger, Bert, is an embarrassment to his family, shy, stutters, knock-kneed, and thoroughly beaten by his father for good measure. Ed has been sent to France by the family and kept out of the fighting. No one really cared about Bert, who had joined the Navy and was a gunnery officer on the battleship Collingwood, sister ship to the Lion. Collingwood had disabled a German battleship after the German battleship had disabled the Lion. Bert was a gunnery officer whose crew disabled the German battleship. Now, the Lion uh, happened to be the flagship of a smaller battle fleet and was skippered by the Vice Admiral Beatty. So, the actions of the gun crew led by Bert in effect saved Admiral Beatty during the fray. Furthermore, the British took a lot more of a beating from the Germans than they gave. The British lost three battleships, which blew up when their magazines were hit while the Germans had one battleship disabled, and that battleship had been disabled by Bert and crew. Throughout the battle, Admiral Jellicoe, uh, mistrusted intelligence sent to him by the British Admiralty on land. Intelligence played a major part in the battle, which ended up being a game of hide-and-seek. The entire battle started out uh, by the British gaining intelligence that the German fleet had put to sea to attempt to break the blockade in the North Sea. Germany was being strangled by the blockade. Following the battle, Bert was put into sick bay and placed in a naval hospital to treat appendicitis. After treatment, he went to France. He dropped out of the Navy and joined the Air Force. My dad did that in the Second World War. My dad was in the New Zealand Navy and switched to join the New Zealand Air Force in the Pacific Theater. The British commander of the Pacific Forces found my dad playing God Save the Queen on a piano with his nose. The commander of British Pacific Forces immediately made my dad his adjutant. Dad continued to fly sorties. He flew a hurricane and, as adjutant, had access to some of the lesser-known stuff of the war. In the First World War, the Air Force was a very new thing. Uh, British Air Force was known as the Royal Flying Corps. Uh, let's see. Uh, on the 23rd of October, Bert flew to the RAF's... Let's see. It became a... Uh, yeah, the RAF became an independent Air Force in 1918. And let's see. I was looking at the Battle of the Somme because uh, that was important for the Air Force, which is July 1st, 1916 to November 18th, 1916. So Bert wasn't in... France by that time. So anyway, following the Battle of Jutland, uh, this is where Bert starts to disappear from view. He flew out of Nancy, France. Mostly planes were used for reconnaissance. At the same time, a Canadian by the name of Bill Stevenson, who was also flying for the Royal Flying Corps. Now, Bill had a reputation... Bill was a war ace, by the way. He, he, um, he shot down many German planes. Bill had a reputation for flying with antenna stuck out all over his plane, which he said he could use to detect more about the enemy. Nancy is more to the south of the line, along uh, the France-German border. From what happens later on in the story, I'm pretty sure Bert and Bill met, and Bert would have been fascinated with Bill and his contraptions. Pilots in the First World War had an average life expectancy of about 10 minutes after taking to the air. That being said, Burt would have gained a new perspective on warfare than had been given to people previously. That is an aerial view. People had previously been in balloons during warfare, but being in a plane and being able to fly to places overhead the enemy in friendly areas at will is a different thing entirely. Even during the short Then, at the end of World War I, Burt must have gained uh, tremendous insight into the overall logistics of frontal warfare, supply lines, movements of troops and artillery, communications, topography and so on, which all play out on a battlefield. The experience would prove to be invaluable in translating a large-scale and overall battle plan into the myriad and small movements and strategy that make up the overall plan. The Royal Flying Corps was a part of the British Navy, so Bert was really still in the British Navy. On April 1, 1918, the Royal Flying Corps and the Royal Naval Air Service amalgamated and became the Royal Air Force, the RAF. The founder of the RAF was none other than Bert. I was surprised to find that out. Bert, in the background and keeping quiet, founded the RAF. The commander of the Royal Flying Corps, and very close friend of Bill Stevenson, from Winnipeg, Canada, was Admiral Blinker Hall, also known as Blinky. Now, not to be confusing, Bill Stevenson came from Winnipeg. Blinky came from England. It appears that the three men, near the end of the First World War, were in contact with each other. Blinky, head of what was to become the RAF, a hands-on electronic wizard by the name of Bill, and some very quiet nobody named Bert, who was the only person to disable a German battleship at the Battle of Jutland and have founded the RAF. It looks like the beginning of a beautiful relationship. By the war's end in November 1918, the RAF had gained air superiority along the Western Front. The strength of the RAF had increased to 300,000 officers and airmen and more than 22,000 aircraft. At the outbreak of World War II, the strength of the RAF in Europe had dropped to about 2,000 aircraft. the end of the First World War, Bertie almost completely disappears from view. Bill uh, gets back into selling electronic equipment, most of which he invented himself, and Blinke is put in charge of setting up a global intelligence unit by someone unknown and which was not really part of anything, and for what appears to be for no reason at all. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you liked what you heard, you may subscribe in your podcast provider and perhaps share in various social media sites. Bruce has promised he won't change the links anymore and screw up trying to find the next episode. Please enjoy the rest of your day and may everything work out for the best. We try to have a new podcast every Saturday, so see you next week.